Why is he running, Dad? Because we have to chase him. Okay, we're going in! Go, go! Move! <laughs> Because it's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we'll hunt him. Because he can take it. Because he's not our hero. He's a silent guardian. A watchful protector. Dark Knight. Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm doing the hosting today. I'm Jake. I'm Jeff. How are you? I'm tired today. I can imagine. Dude, I don't know. Okay, I've worked two 11-hour days this week, which I can't complain because you did it all summer and all the time, but ugh. Dude, it, it's, a, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's the worst, dude. And And it's harder knowing that like as you're sitting there, Technically, I'm getting paid right now because I'm salary, so I'm getting paid to do this podcast. Yeah. But when you're sitting there in your 11th hour and you're like, I'm not making any extra money, it's still the same. Yeah. It sucks. It's got to be hard to... It's tiring. I've, I've, I've never been paid on salary, but I can imagine like there's definitely some really downside to it. And there that, is that on those days. Yeah. But then yesterday was like an eight and a half hour day and I was like... Pew. No, it was nine hour day. I got out at like 8.59. But still. Yeah. It's It's... I have the opportunity to work on homework, and I did that, and so that's good, but it's just like, and those long days are just the beginning of more more and more long days to come, <laughs> Yeah. so I just need to stop being a wuss, but it's funny. I called, a, one of the drivers came in, and he was just like, he, no, he calls me, and he's like, man, I got all this work. There's no way I can finish. Oh, sorry. Email. No, I don't. Um, he's like, I can't do all this, blah, blah, blah. You got to give me help out here, blah, 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 you know? And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, okay, Mr. Millennial. I'm sorry you can't handle work. <laughs> and he's an old guy, and he mm-hmm. goes, did you just call me a millennial? And I was like, yeah, and he goes, that hurts. <laughs> and hurts. I was like, what, dude? You know, you sound like one. You don't like to work, right? That's your lifestyle. You're just not about working, working hard, hardly working. Yeah. And then he comes in, and he goes, you hurt my feelings today. <laughs> and, like he, and I was like, now you really sound like one. Um, so that's been my thing now is calling all these drivers millennials. Because <laughs> they're like, this is hard. You guys got me working like 10 hours, blah, blah, blah. And I called the millennial, one guy, a millennial, the Trump supporter, a millennial. <laughs> oh, I bet he loved that one. And he's like, how old are you, kid? And I was like, 33. And he's like, uh, aren't you the millennial? I was like, have you once? Have you once? heard me bitch about being here working and he goes no and i go there you go <laughs> and he's like shit <laughs> nice so. i i 
I feel like millennial has just become a generic term for a young person because even like um, Kylie showed me this clip from Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Where, um, she was having like millennials do old like old style things. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like having a 17 year old having to like use uh, one of those old phones where you rotated the a dial. Rotary phones? Yeah, rotary, yeah. rotary phone. And they like she couldn't figure out how to do it. But she's 17. Like that's not technically a millennial. But, um, but the whole bit was like millennials like doing things or something. Well, like what's that. the millennial ge- generation? It's nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six. Okay. Well, that would so that would not be a millennial. No. So it's just I don't know. I feel like <laughs> what's well, the generation? I, I feel like millennials are already getting a, get enough grief as it is. We don't need to keep adding younger and younger people to our <laughs> to our pool. Um. Yeah. For real. We have our we have our group. Leave us alone. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Those are Gen Zs. Are they? Yeah, that's that's Gen Z. Okay. So just, yeah, start. Let's just. I, I, I didn't I, know that. It's just my 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 point is just like I swear, Wait, like millennial just. This is, says, oh, we're why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, millennial is just like the like colloquial term. Yeah. But yeah, we're technically Gen Y. How does that even happen? What does that mean? I don't know. Where does that come from? Like, there's Gen X was before us, obviously. Yeah. And then like there's like the baby boom. Yeah. But they see that. Yeah. It says BXYZ is mm-hmm. the, the thing. So Boomer XYZ. Yeah. Anyways, so speaking of this, have you heard like people using the term boomers? Yeah. All the time? So <laughs> I'm I've never used it immediately over it. Yeah. It's just annoying. And okay. it's like it was an, it's always like okay boomer. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So um I tweeted that. I mm-hmm. said, I'm immediately over calling people boomers and I've never done it. And then one of the guys from the Veterans Podcast Network just mm-hmm. tweeted back, okay, boomer. And I was like, you know what? That's such a fucking boomer tweet of mine. Thanks for shaming me. Because it totally is. Yeah. I never use this term boomer, but I don't like it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're both reaching our crotchety old man stages, for I think. For sure. And I just hate anything new and fresh. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here. Yeah. Give me something old and used. <laughs> Oh gosh! So yeah, it's just funny this whole generational thing, and I think we're at this. You know, we're at an interesting time where where the millennials are kind of you know coming into their own as far as age and winning the mm-hmm. workforce and voting, and you do have that older generation who are who are also in the workforce, and there's just that shift, you know, that generational shift, and you have to interact with those people on on a day to day basis. It's just funny. Yeah, because they're not and nobody. I mean, people again, it's probably just the Internet and in person. We all get along, but on the Internet, we all hate each other. So everybody, yeah, everybody hates each other on the Internet. Yeah, I don't. There's so many different ways for people to like for people to identify. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know the whole. I, I don't know. I just have never really for me, maybe just because I'm younger, but mm-hmm. youngish relative to like the boomer generation. Mm-hmm. But I just have never I never felt like the whole generation thing has ever been something that I really like it's ever crossed my mind, like to identify with an eight, with a, just a generic age like group. Right. I don't get defensive. If someone talks crap about millennials, I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't either. So I'm people, sure there are people who do. Mm-hmm. Well, there, I mean, there is like st- this stereotypes. You constantly hear like, Oh, just millennials, just millennials, just mm-hmm. millennials. But it's almost like millen- just the millennial term, like I just reiterating what I said earlier, yeah, yeah. just has just become just a for young people, just for young people. Well, and I, I always I always play into that. Like if someone's like, 
you guys are just millennials. And then I'll just amp- amplify it like, yeah, millennials are stupid. We hate them. <laughs> like, I just get into it like because I don't care. Yeah. I if you think a certain way about millennials, then that's fine. I'm just going to troll you by saying. We're all just entitled, right? And like right, socialism. Right. So, I yep. mean, I don't want, who wants to work? We're just more vocal about wanting to do it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to work. Exactly. So nobody. And even these boomers who like talk about pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Listen, that's great. Did you want to do that? If you wanted to do that, you're sick. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Right. Would you rather be handed everything? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> But but then you do look, I mean, and then, and maybe this is just because we're on that older end of millennials or generation Y. But, um, like, even, like, influencers, it's mm-hmm. just, like, gross. Yeah. You're like, yuck, what do you even do? Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think for me, it's, like, work is, I think, like, you know, individually like itself it's, it's fulfilling yeah. to do it and i feel like you're contributing and you can like you know support yourself i think if mm-hmm. nobody was working who knows like i don't know how all of us would like it would definitely fundamentally change how we like see ourselves and for see sure. that see our society but um for for me like i think it's the whole thing of like oh i went to a job for so many years and i hated it so therefore everybody should have somebody else should have to go to a job that they absolutely hate mm. in conditions in an environment that is absolutely awful right just because that's just what you do and i i think that if there was like a millennial characteristic about work it's like we're not going to i think there are so many people who would rather be happy and make less money than work yes. at a job than they absolutely yes. they absolutely hate is that a shift in mentality from the two generations Maybe I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I think so. I mean, because I think I was. We were always told, you know, just I. I don't know if we were always told, but I was always told, or I always had this idea of like exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Like, do something that makes you happy. Not don't do it for the money. Yeah. Well, that didn't end up happening because I'm not <laughs> teaching. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, I think that is my goal: is to teach. And you know, the more and more I think about it, I think about what the hell am I doing the masters in communications for? I love it. I'm super into it, and I love the the content and the and and the creative creation part of it mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. Next semester, dude, I have to take uh, professional ethics and researching for professionals. Yeah, that sounds like my second semester where I took these two classes that were just everything about everything I loved about international relations, and then my second semester was quantitative methods and intercultural communications and yeah. they're just like fuck me this is awful i don't think you know having a history background i don't think i'll be prepared for researching well i mean you're gonna be fine <laughs> I, i'm in sarcasm okay, okay gotcha <laughs> i yeah anyways where was i going i was saying something um oh so then the more and more i think about it it's like yeah i would love to get a job in as like a communications manager for mm-hmm. somewhere or whatever but I think ultimately, the more and more I think about it, it's like, whatever I do, I would like to find a job teaching at a community college or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's the ultimate goal. So, um, Which is a job that makes me happy. But it's weird. So one thing I've been thinking about with the job that I have now, significant promotion as far as pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like I said, I'm kind of expected to work long hours. And when I interviewed for the job, they were like, hey, like, listen, dude, this job sucks 
ass. It's probably the worst job in this building. But I'll make it worth your while and money. And in a few years, it's just going to make you a, a better asset out there as far as you'll be a supervisor. You'll have you're constantly in crisis management. Mm-hmm. Like you'll just be able to do more after this job. And it was a significant step up from what I was doing. And now when I when I'm doing it and I actually am in the job, I think there was this mentality shift for me. It was like, all right, dude, listen. You're freaking 32 years old. Like, if you can't work a 50-hour week, then you're a you're a bitch. Like, yeah. just do it. You can do it. I had to, like, hype myself up because it, I was literally working, like, 35 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I wasn't making great money, but I was salary. So, it was like, I'm not trying to stay here. I'm going home. And I would leave. And it was a very – it's a huge shift as far as, like, fuck it, dude, I'm going home, I'm salary, I'm not trying to stay here eight hours, I'm, I'm trying to leave at six, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But then with, with getting this new job, it was like, all right, dude, this is a big boy job, it's time to time to really just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> but you know, just try to change my mentality and be like, dude, if you're gonna do this, you have to do this. Yeah, you have to go manifest that destiny. You do. You have to like tell yourself like, let's go, let's go. And so there will be times in the mid like today. I can't believe it's only Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's only Thursday, dude. And I'm just like, oh god, I just want a day off. I'm looking at like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas, and I'm like, please hurry. I, know. I need you. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't felt that since you know being out of you know. It's weird, like being when you're out of when you're in school, you look at those dates as such yeah. like like refuges. Like yeah. it's like it's this oasis that's off in the future. I'm looking at that also because of work, but also because of school, because I do get a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, but it's just an interesting m- mentality shift that I've I've kind of gone through, and and there will be times where I'm like, this sucks, and it's like, well, dude, this is what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. So. Then I get paid and I'm like, oh, okay, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that's why I do this. <laughs> all right, I guess I can just uh, enjoy my weekend and hate my life again. Yeah. But it'll all be worth it, I think, in the end. And, and you know, uh, that's another thing I, I keep telling myself is this isn't long-term, this job. Mm-hmm. This will be great for a few years, two years, maybe three years. And it's great for getting me through school because the hours really help and I get to do work at school. But, you know, it's definitely... It's definitely as shitty as they painted it to be. Really? Which is great. Mm-hmm. They told me, like, dude, this is not fun. And I was like, shut up, dude. Well, I got you, this. You hear that from so many so many times. Like, I don't know. I just keep going back to school. But yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this class is going to be really, really hard. Or, like, the syllabus makes the class look really, really hard. And then you end up kind of like, it's never as bad as it was. Never. Made. It was never as bad as the people made it I out to be. I never experienced that. Me neither. There was one. That people were like, yo, that teacher is a little rough, dude. And oh, I, that's the one you ended up dropping out. Yeah. Like, dropping out yeah. Of yeah. And that screwed me because I had to take four classes on my final semester while I did. I know. I, I felt so bad. You guys were taking four and I only had three. <sighs> I, dude, the whole last semester felt like kind of a breeze for me. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was so gratifying when we're all celebrating at the senior history party and you still had homework. Oh, I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was brutal. Everybody else was so happy, and I still had a final to do yeah. because I procrastinated on yep. everything. Yep, on your breezy semester. <laughs> no, but there was never a class where it was just like, holy crap, this is as bad as they said it was. Honestly, even, what's it called? The the seminar where we had to write that paper? 469. 469. Well, I think that's mostly because of who we had. A hundred percent. But <laughs> if, if we had had, if we had had Dr. Fountain, our lives oh, would have been awful. Oh, God. Yeah, that's probably true. I saw him the other day and I was all sweaty. Really? Because I was playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad. Fountain? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was so, I was super glad that we had, um, we had uh, Wong. I was, or I was, I'm, but I'm glad that I had Peabody for 300. Um, yeah. Because she really prepared me well for. Dude, um, your paper was fire. Well, so was yours. We all did. I thought we all did really well. My 300 paper, I think. Oh, your 300. Better than my 469, I think. Oh, I, th- I think mine was too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. it's. You, but it was fun doing original research, dude. Yeah. When we went down to the. Oregon Historical Society, and we're nerding out. You had that old ass book. Mm-hmm. That's but, fun, dude. That's fun memories. That was that's that was, cool. You and I like ventured in down, downtown Portland. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. That was a good. That was a good trip. We mm-hmm. had to wear the glove. Oh no, I wasn't wearing gloves, and Nermi like shit on me for not wearing gloves. <laughs> He's like, "You're not touching that old book without gloves." I'm like, "They didn't tell me I needed to." Yeah, you got your little oily fingers all over it. Maybe I did. Have, did I have gloves on? I th- I think later you. I think when we did we go back. You went back I went with back, Jen. Yeah. I didn't. That was the only time I went. Yeah, it was fun, dude. Yeah, I found way more information that second time I went back. The first time I was just there to destruct. <laughs> you almost broke one of Oregon Historical Society's computers. Was, I don't even know how that happened. I don't dude. know either. You just like sat down and the whole thing just went. <laughs> the whole desk collapsed, and I was like, uh. I don't even remember you touching anything. I it didn't. Was... I think what happened was, is when I sat down, the chair like went down a little bit, and then when I turned and got up, the arm was under the table, oh, and, it, and just... it shot up, and then knocked the monitor over, and I was like, "What <laughs> the fuck? We'll be leaving now." Sorry, we stayed. Yeah, we did. There, was, I couldn't. Yeah, I was, the Original research was fun. I loved going. I went to. Um, Fort Vancouver's archives a couple times by myself, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was it was it was great. Exp- it was honest. That was a lot of fun experience, but it made it hard to really write great papers when you had to do original research. I just it limited your topics and kind of oh for sure. Well, and your that was a huge learning experience. Was learning that the original research, the 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 evidence from the time you're looking at, obviously. You know, think saying it now and even saying it then, but dictates what you're writing about. Mm-hmm. And you go in thinking that this is what you're going to write about, and then you actually find evidence that shows something else, and you're like, "Oh, okay, obviously this is what I need to write about." Yeah. But it was interesting. I learned a lot about Latinos, Latinx in Oregon, um, in the Mount Angel Salem area. But God, school is tight. <laughs> Oh man, what? Nothing. Just, nothing. 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 What's up with you? What have you been doing? Um, just playing Call of Duty. Oh, oh. not with me. Well, you only play on Friday nights. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I st- I stayed up until three o'clock last morning watching a show. I I watched an entire season. 
of of one show of Jack the second season of Jack. Oh, Ryan I haven't watched it yet. Amazon Don't tell Prime. me nothing. Have you watched the first season? Duh. Okay. Yeah. Second season. I won't. I won't say anything. Please tell me there's more action. Uh, there is more action. Oh God! Thank God. I love story, and I love like if it's slow and it's done well. Mm-hmm. And the first season was, but I'm like I wanted more. Yeah. So no, this one. Um, I don't know the, there are great moments, but the story, in my opinion, doesn't match up to the first season. Oh, bummer. The first season was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the story and everything. Mm-hmm. This one, it's just. Don't say anything. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he he's not as likable of a character in this oh, season. Oh, interesting. Um, in the first season, it felt like a cheap ass TV show, but I was okay with it. Like it's forgiving st- that. It still kind of feels Does? that way. Okay, you kind okay. of have to forgive some stuff. Oh, I do for yeah. sure. Uh, it was a cool show though. I like it. I gotta watch it. But I'm I'm into this dude. Uh, sorry if I'm cutting you off, but yeah. I don't want to know anything about that show. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> dude, they added. Have you ever seen Billy on the Street? Mm-mm. Billy Eichner. Where he goes and like, you've never seen it? No. Dude, I have to show you clips before you leave. It is so funny. He'll just run up to people in New York and just be like, lady, for a dollar, what do you think of John Travolta? There's no right answer, Mm -hmm. but they'll be like, (laughs) except for if they go, well, I think he's okay. He's like, no, he's disgusting. And then he'll run off. (laughs) Oh, is that that the guy that does that um, played uh, Craig on... Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yes. Okay. Yes, dude. It's it's on Netflix now, and every night when I get home, I watch like at least an episode. It's <laughs> he's so funny, dude. He'll he'll just like if people say something stupid, he'll be like, he'll just yell at him and run away. Really, <laughs> that's funny. And he has his game. I can't remember. Oh, quizzed in the face is what it's called. But he'll ask them questions, mm-hmm. and he'll be like. If you need help, there's three lifelines you can, and they're different every time. He's like, but an example is he's like, you can a ask me for the answer, b we can find an Asian, or three I can yell the answer from down the street. Do you understand the rules? And they're like, no. And he's like, okay, ready, go. And he'll ask him some stupid like multiple choice question, and then every time people will give the wrong answer, he'll ask, are you sure? And it's like, okay, if he's asking that. They don't know him. Mm-hmm. I'm watching up yeah. the show to know. But he goes, are you sure? And they'll be like, no. And he goes, do you want to ask me for the answer? <laughs> do you want to ask an Asian or do you want me to yell it to you from down the street? And they're like, "Uh, sure, ask an Asian. So then they'll run around the streets looking for an Asian person to ask <laughs> the same question. <laughs> Jesus. That's hilarious. Dude, it's so it's so funny. It's obnoxious. It's so obnoxious. Um, But that guy cracks me up. There's one 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 question he I can't remember like do you agree it's one game do you agree with the lesbians and he's running around with five lesbians and he'll run up to somebody and he's like who's hotter Anne Hathaway or Charlize Theron and then the person will give the answer and then he'll turn to the lesbians and they'll ask all five of them and the majority wins and then if the person gets the answer right he'll give them a dollar all based on what these five <laughs> lesbians say <laughs> it's that's, so funny that's pretty, dude pretty creative. It is. It's a pretty good show. I just like them putting these random people on the streets, like on the spot. Mm. And then he'll have celebrities sometimes where he'll he'll play one of the games with a celebrity. Um, it's pretty good. It's yeah. silly. But. I want um, just watched a movie on Netflix called The King with Timothy like Chalamet. Is that how you say his last I don't, name? I've never even heard that name. It's about uh, Henry V of England. Oh, okay. On um, Netflix. On okay, Netflix. I got you. 
It's um it looks terrible. It's <laughs> it's it's good. I I actually really I like the movie. They take way too many historical liberties, but mm. it's uh it is it is good. Oh, okay. It's well it's well acted. I've never seen that dude before. Really? Wait, who is it? I'm trying to think what else he's played in. Um he's been in a lot recently. Which guy is it? Who are you talking about? The main guy? Yeah. Oh, Timothy the... Chalamet. I've never seen this person. You've never seen him? No. Who is he? What's he from? Um, well, he was. Have you seen Ladybird? Uh, have you seen Ladybird? No. Okay. Oh, he's in Interstellar. I didn't know he was in Interstellar. Mm. Um. Never seen this person in my life. Okay. He's a pretty good. He's a pretty good, like younger, up and coming actor. He okay. does, I think he does a lot of like indie stuff. But the King was it, it good. It is good. Is they, it a Netflix they, movie? It's a Netflix movie, but uh, it's 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 high production. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, Robert Pattinson is in it. That guy's mm. in like I feel like he's in everything now. He was just in that movie, The Lighthouse. Yeah, did you see it? I haven't. I heard he jacks off a lot. I heard. Well, I I, I watched an interview with him, and he said like it was a really odd. It was like really odd first day on set because the first, the first scene that they film was like he said was like this, this crazy masturbation scene. Yeah, I heard he does it all the time in that movie. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Me neither. I like William Dafoe. Dude, I love so. There's this guy at work. He's a a film guy. Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. He's a a movie buff. He like went to film school. He he's directed a few things. He's on IMDb, um, but he, him, and I always talk about movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I kind of set this up to trap this guy in thinking that uh, Jen wanted to see the movie because of Robert Pattinson. Okay. So I was like, Hey, hey! So my wife wants to go see The Lighthouse, and he goes, Oh, okay. He goes, Like I said, it's pretty weird. I go, Yeah, but she loves um, um, what's his name? Now I knew. Willem Dafoe's name Mm -hmm. and she loves Willem Dafoe and that's why she wants to see it but I set it up to like (laughs) to see what he did with the slow pitch of thinking that it was Robert Pattinson and she he goes oh gosh oh all these ladies want to see this movie because Robert Pattinson's attractive but this is not the type of movie I was like whoa what or he goes or he didn't say Robert Pattinson's name he goes Oh, all these ladies want to see this movie because they think he's attractive, but that's totally not the style of movie. And I just go, Willem Dafoe? <laughs> and he goes, oh, you're talking about Willem Dafoe. It was so funny, dude. That, that's a good setup. That's really <laughs> That's super funny. I'm the worst, dude. Just trolling him. Just fucking <laughs> bring to, gosh, got him on the line and just slowly bringing him in. It's oh, funny. Also, um, you th- are you going to watch uh, Watchmen on HBO? Dude, I heard it's amazing. That's what I hear, but it's like, it's nothing like the movie or the comics. No, it's, it's not. It doesn't even have any like the any of the original. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, don't want to watch it. Yeah, so, I don't know. I keep hearing it's amazing though, but we'll see. Maybe, probably. But I'm just watching Billy on the Street. And I ain't got no time for that. Yeah, you don't have. You don't have. I really don't, don't have, have time. time. Plus, I'm fucking fixing everything for you. I know. I <laughs> public. Uh, Public thank you to to Jeff who saved saved me. I knew I could. Yeah, I, I was I was hoping I, I I was hoping. The fact that you were telling okay, so what we're talking about is Jake was having Jake. Um, I fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake is recorded recorded to the. It's re- true. I cannot not screw something up. You it's can. A- you just you didn't know what you're doing, and I I didn't tell you. Okay, let's clarify. You're recorded to the Republic with Matt 
um, the other day. And even even you calling me asking how to use the Zoom because you borrowed all the – not borrowed. You took all the recording equipment. I borrowed. I mean, it's just as much yours. Okay. Well, the Zoom is – Okay. Never mind. Don't we even don't, look we at don't, the Zoom. We, we don't <laughs> uh, so uh, you took all that stuff to your house to record with Matt, and then you called me, and you're like, how do I use this thing? It's like, I didn't give you clear instructions on how to use it. You told me how to turn it on. I did. <laughs> and I figured that out. But I, you did tell you me. You couldn't figure out that this you big did, red did. button was the record? Well, I was kept hitting play. <laughs> I know. You're adorable. <laughs> so then you call or you text me, and you're like, my life is over. Everything's ruined. I blew it. And I was like, what is going on? You're like, I'm pretty sure like the file's corrupted. And I said, send me a video. So you send me a video and you're opening the file from the SD card and it won't even open. And I'm like, what the hell? Because I'd never seen that before. Mm-hmm. So then, what did I say? Oh, but then you tell me that it'll play in the Zoom. Mm-hmm. When you had the SD card in the Zoom, the files were playing through there. But when you try to open it on, on the computer, they weren't opening. That told me I could fix it or at least do something mm-hmm. because they weren't completely lost. So ultimately what the problem was was that you didn't format your SD card to the Zoom, which is something I didn't tell you to do, which you need to do if mm-hmm. you're going to use it. Uh, so entirely my bad. Um, but what I was able to do was rig the Zoom so it almost recorded, almost like it was a live feed, and I just sent it through my computer through the recording program. And then I made separate tracks. I, it's amazing that you figured out how to do that because it would have been th- something I would have ever even thought of. But that kind of stuff, it's so funny because I was determined to solve it. I was like, <laughs> I, I'm going to fix I, this. I knew, you, I knew you would be. Yeah. You're just like, you, you love. I love that stuff. Fixing that kind yeah. of stuff. You're, you're, you're the goat. Um, you truly are. <laughs> I can't, I, um, because I even had the, the IT guy at my work. Yeah. Like, I called him up. And he, because there's, they were, it's like he's at the corporate office, but he can take over like the one of any of the computers at work. So mm-hmm. I plugged it into the work work computer, and he did everything. He was he tried everything. He's like, yeah, it looks like it's just it's all file. The files are all corrupted and everything like that. What so, a rookie! He doesn't know anything. So yeah. Anyway, uh, thank if you're you. listening. You so, don't know anything. So I, I there's no way. He's <laughs> listening. Um, but uh. the uh, yeah. Anyway, we so the new the a new. Ep- that episode will probably air in December. Just okay. it's gonna. Cool. I mean, I, I'm excited. It was it was due today, and it, once it, I probably could have. The dumb the dumb thing was is that if I had actually gotten on it earlier, like trying to edit earlier instead of the day before. Yeah, that's not entirely your fault. Not well. <laughs> um. Oh crap! I was gonna say something. Oh, okay. So speaking of me being apparently everybody's IT guy, uh, I'm sitting in the office. And my manager comes in. He usually sits in there, but he left the room. And he's like, hey, the terminal manager wants to see you. And I'm like working. And I'm like. I'm like in that voice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And I'm like typing away, finishing what I do. He's like, Jeff, he needs to see you now. He needs help rotating a picture. Oh, God. And I go, are you serious? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. So I go into the office, and they're both just hovered over the computer trying to figure out how to rotate a picture. On his computer? Yeah. Okay. And they're like, well, no, in real life, Jake. He's trying to spin a picture on his desk. Like on their on the phone or something. You're funny. Uh, so I went in there, and then they gave me like, oh, gosh, we had to grab a millennial to do this. Back to the millennial talk, but that's what they said. Why is it? It's. 
I feel like this generation thing maybe it's because we're smarter coming, or coming into <laughs> we're coming <laughs> into power that it's it's more of a it's Threat. more of a thing now because there, there now there's like a, there is a tension. I really um, think there is dude. boomers and millennials or Gen Xers and yeah. I keep asking my boss when he's going to retire so I can have his job. Is he a boomer or a Gen Xer? He's a boomer for boomer. sure. I think yeah. I love messing with him. Did you see that um, that woman? I think it was in New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay, like, boomers. Yeah, yeah. Just. That savage just kept going yeah that's I mean, if you're gonna use that gonna, that's the way to do yes it. yes but why are you trying to heckle somebody why are people denying science Eleven thousand scientists signed can we talk about climate, science real quick climate emergency aside from climate just this denial of science what you look like you're holding back to say something no i was trying not to have a nose whistle <laughs> I had a deep breath, so I didn't. It's it's obnoxious, dude. Listen, science isn't a hundred percent like accurate. It's not a foolproof. There's constant new revelations in science, but that's why we have science. It's it's you know it's predictions based on known variables, Uh, (laughs) and sometimes sometimes it ends up to not be correct. The time the time frame of the time frame of destruction. It's like, well, they've been they've been saying that we're we're going to be out of food and out of water. We we're supposed to be out of food and out of water ten years ago if we follow like the original predictions of of climate right. of climate scientists. Well, I mean, that's maybe the time frame is off, but we're still seeing the effect. We're still you can still tangibly see the effects. of I mean, it. thank God we were wrong on stuff like that. Yeah. It's and everybody proves to like points to like space and shit. Well, they always said this about space and that ain't true. Okay, dude. It's science, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just and they and they may not always be right. They're not shooting in the dark. No, they're they're definitely not <laughs> shooting in the dark. And honestly, like I'm going to I'd rather I'd rather if I was a betting just a betting man. Yes. I would I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot on the side of they're probably right. Yes. Than them being wrong. What benefit is there from fucking being green? I mean, what what is the cost of being green? I mean, okay, I'm wording that. What is the negative effects of just going green? Of just trying to implement things that are it's well. You is it say, the evil recycling industry? <laughs> what is it? Well, you could say it's a lot. I mean, it's a loss of 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 coal mining jobs in in areas where there is no okay, other right. there is no other jobs. I know the negative implications that will happen if people do these things or if we implement new legislation, but that is a consequence of trying to do something better. Well, some if if you if you if you're if you're saying we don't think that man-made climate, like man-made climate change is happening, right? Therefore, these shifts are going to be not going to have a negative net ba- balance, right. negative because we don't need to be doing it in the first place. We don't need but to be doing it in the first place. The whole point of it is not to get rid of coal mining jobs. That's my point. What do you mean? Okay, the point of trying to go green and and have clean energy, the point of it is this idea that the planet is dying and being destroyed and we're quickening the cycles that they might or may not go through, right? That is the reasons running out of food, running out of water, running out of resources. Those are the reasons of why we want to try to do something now. The reason for doing these things is not to end coal mining jobs. Oh. You get what I'm saying? 
Yeah. So so in to 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 make to to comment on what you're saying is like, you know, I'd rather, I would rather, um. What were you saying? <laughs> I'd rather uh, I'd rather take the risk. I'd err on the side of caution, is what you said mm-hmm. essentially. So that's that makes more sense to just let's just be safe and try to do things that are recycling and not wasting resources. But it's it's and that's the reason to do things right. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like almost like and I understand it's their job and it's their livelihood. People are not advocating for this because they hate coal and they hate the coal industry in the long run yes if if the science is correct then yes we want to end those things but that's not why the reason why is because of limited resources in the planet do you get what i'm saying i see what you're saying i mean yeah i see what you're saying i i'm just trying to play devil's advocate okay it's just there's there's a huge risk politically um economically with making a bad investment this is gonna get me fired up right now in a in a in a sector that may not end up you know bearing fruit like we could we could make all of these trillion dollars like you're talking about like the price of the green new deal and all that kind of stuff okay we go and say we invest in all of that and the rest of the world doesn't follow suit we're left holding the bag we have the suck we have the suckers payoff that all of a sudden now we've invested in all of this energy that nobody wants to buy and we're we're left holding the bag for it and we end up in like economic ruin because we've 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 mm. destroyed the coal sector we've destroyed the national gas sector and there's all this other there's all this all this types of energy that isn't quite as that isn't as efficient because i don't i don't know it's just worth it <laughs> i mean it it's hard to, it's hard to say that 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 would happen because it's, right. it seems like the rest of the, most of the rest of the world is on board with trying to come up with renewable with like less with energy that is has less um, negative externalities Mm -hmm. but at the same time there is there is so many jobs that are tied to the old and like the 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 refining harnessing and using of old of old style of like you know of past inputs to energy whether Mm -hmm. that be coal natural gas whatever um so there, I mean, I think there is just, and, they, and I think the America, Americans tend to be slightly conservative anyway. They skew slightly conservative, so they're going to err on the side of caution. And I think unless that there is like visible, I think all humans are like this, that they're not going to change unless and they're on the precipice of destruction. And until that they actually, until they actually see the real, like, not, not just wildfires, because they can just say like wildfires happen all the time, but like real effects of climate change and they're not terrifying they're not, it's, but then it's too late yeah so that's what i uh a lot of my reading was in the beginning of the semester is changing people's minds let getting them to see the threats and risks of their actions and 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 just the psychology of people just not essentially what you're doing saying is like n- not believing or not changing it or hearing it from a different resource or a different source first Mm -hmm. like there's so many things that play into people not making changes (laughs) and science is the last thing so they've heard it on this news source source first but now all of a sudden they hear from a scientist that they need to change their ways it's like well i heard this like two years ago so i'm gonna just stick with that like that is literally something that plays into the psychology of changing Mm -hmm. a market's mind yeah it's insane like there's this guy at work and I, I talked about this when I first started school with you and talking about 
radiation in the basements and how it, like they were trying to warn the homes like hey mm-hmm. you need to get radi- radon detectors in your home so that you don't get lung cancer and so that you can take the proper precautions <coughs> and people were just like yeah yeah whatever and brush it off but then when a company wanted to come in and bring pollution or um waste then it was a big thing but really it was less of a threat than the radon in their basements Mm -hmm. but they were more concerned about the outside coming in yeah you know what i mean so there's that that, there's that dichotomy there but in the same sense a guy came so on that story uh a guy came a driver came in he's like dude i bought this house like yeah blah 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 and he goes except for like i guess there's a ton of like radon below the ground in the soil so they have to like they have to put this tube in my yard or in my house or something that like helps like relieve the radon fucking whatever and then him and another driver got into a discussion about how that's just all bullshit and the government just wants their money (laughs) and it's like that's exactly the mentality of climate change right there the threat could be right in front of them but for some reason until it's actually until they actually get lung cancer from the radon in the soil they're going to think it's something else or it's not that big of a threat or why am I wasting my time putting something in my home that's going to help prevent lung cancer now mm-hmm. or wait until I get lung cancer later. It's the same idea of like why not make the changes now to try to help the planet or just wait until the destruction of it and we're all dead. Yeah. I can't speak to not wanting to put something in your home because it would seem like the cost benefit on that is pretty like – not that high. What do you mean? Just putting a, a for pole sure, for in sure. Your, in yeah, your yard. and he's doing it, but it's like not without this whole like, what is this really even worth it? And that conversation is the conversation that people have every day with threats. Uh, what's it called? Um, even St. Helens when St. Helens was blowing, mm-hmm. and they're telling everyone get the hell out of here. There were old timers who were just like, yeah, okay, bullshit. Yeah. What is that movie? Oh, oh, uh, Chernobyl. Yeah. When they go to that lady and they're like, hey, get the hell out of here. And she's like, dude, I've literally seen so many wars. Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Until the threat is on your front door, people just brush it off. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like. The climate, climate change is just is so it's so hard because it's become so political. It's just become so politicized. It is. Is, is most things. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, you know, Trump formally, you know, filed the papers to withdraw the United States from the climate, the Paris Climate mm-hmm. Accords for next, you know, it would be in effect next year. You know, we're the number, we're the number two polluter in the world, in the world, in terms of nation state. Like, mm-hmm. we're, the, we're the number two carbon emitter. So this whole thing was like, well, if China's not doing it, why should we? It's like okay, well, we can still make a huge, we can still make a huge dent, but at the same time, it's like the, it's. It, I just keep getting back to you know it in 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 the, in the international system. Mm-hmm. You can't. It, it's you don't want to have the suckers pay off, and it's really it's the tragedy of the commons, where someone's going to use or somebody somebody's going to use a resource if it's not like if the resource isn't the whole the whole premise of the tragedy of the commons is is like they use a sheep herder analogy and that it's if you have a big swath of land and it's all prime grassland for herding for like herding sheep and you're you're the only sheep herder on it you you can just use that freely it's going to be it's like pretty much renewable because you can't use it all yourself well the problem is is what happens when other sheep herders start to come in 
if it's not like if it's not you, know, you can try to privatize it and say like okay well someone's going to have ownership of it so then they're the stewards of it or you can have a you can have you can try to get all the sheep herders together and form like a government and talk about regulations and and safe usage of that of that of that land or if it's a common good and there's no there's no central authority be, be it public or private people can just use that resource free will they can you can't regulate someone's you know over usage you're of hoping it. for self-regulation you're, you're hoping for self-regulation but the problem is is if i can't trust that you're not going to overuse it i'm going to overuse it because i'm like well if, if i don't use more than what i if i don't just use it up someone else is going to use it up anyway so mm. I'm, i might as well just keep using it and using it and using it and even though we all have a common interest of maintaining that commons that common grassland eventually because out of fear and self-interests fear of not knowing what the other and what your interests are or not knowing what your intentions are we'll use that res- we end up all using up that resource which is a tragedy because we all end up suffering in the end it's essentially the same thing with climate change in the world right we, yeah that's a great analogy jake if we don't if we don't if we stop polluting and we we cut down our industry we cut down our ability to man to manufacture steel and coal and and the stuff that powers the you know this the, our industrial might. And China doesn't. We're hurting our we're we're hurting mm-hmm. ourselves. But we all have a vested interest in doing it in the planet in the planet right. But because of those those like psychological mechanisms and just Yikes, the nature dude. of the envi- the nature of the environment of, of international relations of sovereign hard hard boundary sovereign nation, nation states with no centralized authority you, we can't make china do anything yeah. without the threat of force and there's no public authority to force anybody to to, to force anybody to do it with that kind of is going to get into our other topic right yeah, public yeah, yeah. versus private and public versus private authority <laughs> um but yeah it, tragedy of the commons by garrett um uh, garrett harden uh, really, really good article if anybody's interested in reading it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that was a great analogy, dude. Good job. Thank you. Always bringing it home. <laughs> anyway, okay. So tell me about your. You were triggered. Well, I was a, yeah, I was a little. You were triggered. I, I, I can tell by your text. You're triggered, bro. <laughs> I was having a lot of. Um, I was having cognitive dissonance. Oh, okay. And That's good. Well, I don't know if it's. I don't know, actually. I don't know if cognitive dissonance is the right word. I was really, really struggling okay. because my work. We were. I work in Delta Park, yeah. which has essentially been condemned by the city of Portland to just let the homeless population. Oh yeah. Destroy that whole area. Oh yeah, all along that road right there, mm-hmm. just people in the bushes camping in that like dog park area. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't. The city of Portland does not enforce anything, and they basically told us we're not enforcing anything. They don't enforce they don't if they don't enforce drug possession unless it's quantities that are sellable. It doesn't wow. matter what the drug is. Um, does that so? I I know all down that road right there by the park. Mm-hmm. They don't they that's you know there's a ton of people down there. But does that extend over into like by your work and stuff? Yeah. Oh wow. No, the, we we have homeless people stealing from us every single day, and we have loss prevention, but we only have two loss prevention agents for three stores and they're not there's a lot of gaps in coverage and essentially what city of portland has told us is that they're not prosecuting shoplifters anymore like we'll we'll detain them and then we'll we'll call the police the police will come up they'll take them down they'll book them and release them and there's that's where they're getting all these badass tents dude 
it's just all they're do, like all they do is they, they rip off all of these businesses in, in the area and the city of Portland doesn't remove Your buddy got his didn't it, get his car broken into? He's got his car stolen. Stolen, yeah. Out of our parking lot. Sheesh. And I mean it's That's not a crime. It's it's <laughs> it's they will they just will not they won't they said they're not prosecuting shoplifting anymore. They're not um they're not prosecuting anything. They're not removing them. They right. basically have just said, well, okay, Delta Park will be like, like the like we'll kick them out of the, all everywhere else in the city, and then they can all go to Delta Park and we'll basically just leave them there. And Whoa. and it's it's hard because you want to have compa- like these are human beings for sure. And it's hard. It's and a lot of times you hear people talk about homeless, the homeless population yeah. is almost if they're they're not they're subhuman, mm-hmm. and that's incredibly not fair it, right. it's it's awful to think of them that way because there's there's still people they're still Amer- they're americans right we need to do we need to do better by those people then unfortunately the city of portland has created this massive problem mm-hmm. and they're not enforcing it they're not trying to do it they're not our business the businesses are already in portland are already super ta- or super highly taxed and now the city is basically acting asking them to take on the burden of dealing with the homeless homelessness problem who's asking who the city of Portland is a, by by not enforcing oh, anything gotcha, anymore gotcha. is essentially putting another Saying burden. It's up to you. It's up to you to to deal with it. Yeah, they're just going to they can you can hire loss prevention and do what you want, but we're not going to prosecute them if they do. So they're just going to keep returning them, and you can trespass them. But then you have to have somebody. <laughs> Sounds there. like the fucking wild west. <laughs> Dude, it, it really is like the city of the city of Portland is just like throwing its hands in the air. It, it, yeah, it doesn't have the resources to deal with with the homelessness mm-hmm. issue, and. It doesn't help that the rest of the country essentially buses them here. Mm-hmm. Like I have family in Tulsa. Is that true? It is true. I have family in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that they say like they literally will get them bus tickets and send them here. Wow! Like they send them. They send them. Is the that West anecdotal Coast. or is that fact? It's anecdotal, but <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But they're. T- I mean, the, the homeless are harassed in other areas. I'm only giving you shit because I've heard. I have heard that there are a lot of cities who are doing that. Not necessarily just Portland, but I know that. Uh, San Francisco gets a ton bus mm-hmm. there also. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how truthful. I'm sure it's, I'm sure there's, the truth is somewhere in the middle. It's probably not as bad as it's made out to be. September 14th, New York Times. Homeless residents got one-way tickets out of town, may return to streets. As cities office offer transportation passes to get homeless people to more stable destinations, some worry whether they are sending people to insecurity in a new place. Um Portland began its program to bus homeless people out of the city in 2016. Hmm. So everyone is just passing the buck. Yeah, no, which they is really a terrible are. way and, to say it, but and, literally, people are just like, "Here, just go be someone else's problem." And this is also anecdotal too, but I is that they in a lot of cities they harass them to the point where they just they just leave. Yeah, and city of Portland has a lot of ordinances where you can't like harassing is illegal, mm-hmm. which. I mean, we can get into that debate whether that's okay or not okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's probably not okay to to like just go and tear apart homeless camps, mm-hmm. and that's all they have left to live. You're yeah. might, you're probably condemning them to die if you go and like, I don't know. It's just this the the, the way the home, there's a mass massive issue in homelessness. Mm-hmm. The issue, the weird thing is, is like homelessness was down six percent this year, but in the major cities, it's like skyrocketed. Really? So like around the world, like around the country, homelessness is down as a percentage of people living like in extreme poverty, mm-hmm. but the but in the major cities obviously like portland seattle san francisco it's gotten exponentially worse Mm -hmm. anyway this is getting to my this is all getting to my point that there we have this there's a massive there's a massive problem of crime and businesses and especially in the delta park area are suffering and and they're suffering almost 
because in a lot of ways because the government is ref- is refusing or doesn't ref- is semi refusing and just doesn't have the the capacity to deal with this to deal with this issue so they just they've essentially said do whatever it is you want yeah the complex um the shopping complex is owned by like a big is owned by some big corporation mm-hmm. some big firm and all the buildings like are leased and for these for these smaller stores and ours is one of them mm-hmm. and they they had phoenix security which is for years they just rode around on bikes and didn't do anything and now they've hired this new company i can't remember the names they're new i just met them for the first time yesterday okay and these dudes come walking in full-on tack like tack vests looking like looking like they're just got out of swat or some crime task force they're a little bit heavier set so it made me think like hmm these guys must they're <laughs> I, I still think in their cops because they have these big ass badges they're drop leg holster glock 19 literally loaded like enough with enough ammo ar magazines and extra glock mags to go fucking raid north korea like seriously strapped just strapped down and I'm, they're like a little heavier set and i'm like okay they might just be Dude, when they, you got might, guns, might, you ain't got to run. They might be beat. They might be beat cops that are just trying to be a little over tactical. Right. But I'm like, okay, there's probably still law enforcement because there's nobody's going to be wearing this shit unless they're law enforcement, especially like a fucking badge. Frank Castle, dude. So I walk, and they're like, yeah, we're and then and then he introduced himself because me and my me and the like the head store manager were both up front, and they walk in. They're like, we want to introduce ourselves. We're the new like security company that's working here i'm like there's no way you guys are not so he started like there's no way you guys aren't law enforcement like what are you dressed that way for uh-huh. they had like did AR, you say that they had an air no they had like an air they had an AR, <laughs> ar one of them had an ar strapped i'm like what are you thinking is going to happen here wait he had an ar mm-hmm. <laughs> holy shit dude an ar glocks like um, with high capacity like 30 what? Was, they had 33 round mags on on side on like uh, side holsters on their left side and they had extra magazines on the front of their tack vests. Dude, it was nuts, man. I've never seen anything like this. And not only that, Does but, that not imply that somebody's going to die? Somebody is going to fucking die by these dudes. <laughs> it's going to be a Ryan it's going to be a fucking Ryan Zimmerman like uh Trayvon Martin situation. Yeah. These guys are like over fucking zealous and yeah. it's, it makes me nervous as when shit. When you have that much you don't carry that much unless you intend to use You're it. You're looking for something yeah. at that point. So regardless of like the the bigger like structural issue of this, yeah. these two guys are fucking clowns. <laughs> they're clowns, dude. Why are they clowns? Because you're 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 a Paul you're Paul you're Paul Blart just dre- like dressed up like you're some fucking Navy with SEAL. a license to kill. No, we, asked, we, we asked them, we asked them like, can you, can you use deadly force? And they're like, we can use deadly force in self-defense. Okay. Well, what's self, like, what is, what's self-defense what, here? Okay. And you're getting yourself into, like, is it self-defense when it's something that you initiate? Like oh. you, like you might go and like, you might, they might be harassing some dude and then he yeah. pulls a knife and then you kill him. It's like, well, you kind of initiated that. Unless, Someone's going to die over there, dude. Someone is going to die. I really believe, I do believe these, because these guys are like, yeah, we're working six days a week, 10 hours a day, and that's just not enough. We want to be out here like 16-hour shifts. Wait, they we were just, that hyped on dude, it? Dude, they were just like, we just want to be out here. We, we we can just, we had 62 uh, occurrences yesterday where they, they uh, confronted 62 people yesterday from, from 11 to 9 p.m. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's nuts, Why? man. I, I don't know. These Honestly, guys- uh, this is silly to even think, but even if you just had like, fake guns 
that would be intimidating. Mm-hmm. I guarantee there's more more problems resolved through intimidation than the needing the need to carry an AR to shoot someone. Yeah. I don't know like, what do you think you're getting yourself into between the hours of 11 and 9 p.m. Like I, I 11 a.m. 11 yeah 11 a.m. <laughs> to 9 p.m. You're in broad fucking daylight yeah. for most of that time. Oh wow. Not- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If I was a shopper and I pulled into Delta Park and I saw those two fucking clowns yeah. just walking around the streets. Oh, I wish I could see them. I would. I would turn around. I'm like, I'm not shopping here. But so they're hired by the company who owns the shopping area. They 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 work for a company that was hired by the company that owns right. the land. I mean, in in the defense of that, it's like if you have enough theft, you're gonna lose businesses. And they're not going to come back, and then now you're losing money. And but that is there's got to be a hap. There's got to be a better like compromise between um, dudes on a bicycle with 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 no de- with, mace. with with no deterrent <laughs> just with a whistle who are fucking you know, <laughs> rape whistle. Like they don't have like they those guys didn't do anything. Oh, I bet like, for yeah. years they just rode around and didn't talk. They didn't they didn't confront anybody. They didn't do anything. That's a tight job. And then and then there's these guys who are actively going out and finding things to confront people about. Yeah. So that gets me into feel, like this philosophical debate I was having in my mind cuz I'm wa- I'm looking at these guys I'm like these guys are these guys are are an accident. It's a scandal pending with these For dudes. sure. And this other and I'm starting to think I'm like, okay. They're looking like acting like and essentially have a lot of the same authority and power on private property that law enforcement has mm-hmm. and are we okay with that is that something that we are okay with private entities private actors acting like the state because as living in a society right we have a social contract with our we we, we have we have a social contract with our government. We give our government the legitimate use of force. Right. And some, you know, sometimes we critique how much that is, and sometimes we think it's abused, and we pr- mm-hmm. protest about that. But there is accountability because yes. it's public, right. right? This is private. There's no public accountability. And other than, I mean, mm. unless, unless they go and do shoot somebody, and then, you know, there's obviously, sure. there, there could be criminal ramifications. But they don't have a police chief they have to answer to. They're, this is literally like fucking hiring... White Earp, like these, right. like this That's is like said. It sounds like the Wild West, West out like there. like Western style justice, where mm-hmm. like the you know the rich can can buy these buy the security, and but then the they, absence of the government and the absence of the police allows for that. I would yeah, I'm, I mean it's kind of it, it's it's not solely it's I it's cause it's in need of address of drastic measures, right? Because the government has abdicated their duty to protecting these these businesses yeah within their borders by not enforcing the law and allowing um a problem to go completely unchecked right but i don't know like what do you like on that broader topic mm-hmm. like, what what do you what do you what do you think i honestly i can't help you know i just think that there's there's gotta be a middle ground between those two extremes like Give a give the guys on a bike a slingshot or something like just start there. And then if it progresses and you're seeing the use of a slingshot more and more, then we say, OK, well, we need to step this up a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's I honestly think like 
Is there like I don't know, give these guys a paintball gun or something like or or like beanbag guns or something. Yeah. But running around that strapped, I it something is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I I feel like private just private security itself mm-hmm. is such a I think it's a game it gets a game changer. I think it can potentially like change how we see the nation state. Because as private actors start to act like take on characteristics mm-hmm. of power and authority and the use of force with within their own domain, within the, the nation structure of the nation state, that kind of in a way under I think under one kind of undermines the 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 power and authority of the state right. over, over time and um but like do we see it as legitimate like i would have a hard i i don't know i would have a hard time if those clowns came up to me mm-hmm. if i was just sitting in my truck or something or like knocked on my window like mm-hmm. what are you doing mm-hmm. like, i'm sitting in my truck mm-hmm. i i don't i don't know i i just I, I, you can you get into like the use of um of private security firms and like Blackwater and Triple Canopy in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and like we we subcontract all that out. Right. Um, this is a huge issue in Africa, where weaker weaker states um, are, in a, especially in like in Sub-Saharan Africa, are hiring these Western-style security companies to come in and essentially act as their as their country's police force. Right. And how it like over time that erodes. That it's eroded yeah. the legitimacy of the state. It's eroded the power of the mm-hmm. the power of the state because all of a sudden now they're kind of like beholden to this company a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know. Like oh, that's interesting. On one hand, like the nation state has brought a has brought a whole can of the, the whole nation state system of you know all these cookie all these carved out sovereign states has have their own it, that whole that system has in itself a whole slew of issues. But at the same time, it's offered populations massive amounts of protection, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and a lot of uh, you know self determination, a lot of self determination and stuff like that. But so, is are we okay with the eroding of that system in favor of of private authority? I, I'm getting probably getting way too deep over two clowns that are walking around in tack vests <laughs> in Delta Park in Portland, Oregon. But I think it it, it does touch on a broader trend yeah, that I think we're seeing around for this. sure. Especially with like with the globalization with with broader corp with big corporations that can move their money all around mm-hmm. the world and they're not really beholden to any one nation. Yeah. They could be like, okay, the United States, we don't like your tax structure. We're gonna go move. We're gonna move most of our base of operations to the European Union. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move mostly to China. And it, they're kind of they're acting. A lot of these big corporations are acting outside of the um, the realm of public authority. Where there's like who's checking who's checking them. Yeah. How do you even regulate something like that? Exactly. Like, how do you re- like? Where's the regulation on private security forces within the do- within the domestic sphere? Right. And yes, the United States is this powerful company that has a like a, a very structured and it's a. Our, only- our, I mean, our government is, is is not weak by any means. Right. But if you look at what weak when weaker governments or newly formed governments and they have hired these companies in in the, the effects that it's having on them you can see over time what that could potentially do to our to mm-hmm. our country and our government the only thing i can think about and this is terrible but it's like in order so if the police doesn't have the means if they don't have the means to to be a force and to regulate the crime in that area the only thing i can imagine that will 
at least regulate a middle ground between the extremes of the bike whistle and the ARs is regulating the ability to have those weapons in public like that, Mm -hmm. which then is a whole second amendment issue. Right. Yeah. So they could say, look, this is what they're, they're on private property. They can do it. We can, we're hiring them to do what they want. Right. And they can, I don't know. It's just, that's such a can of worms. It really is. That's interesting. Someone's going to die. I don't want to be the one to predict it, but someone's going to die. I, I, (laughs) in the, especially with their, like overzealous like attitudes that you were t- like the way you described them well they want to take and i was my they want more time one of my managers who is really gung-ho about stopping shoplifters like he's always going out with our lp um he gets really into it um i mean he, he takes it on he takes he takes it on himself mm-hmm. which as, as as a manager like you you have i mean you have some responsibility to protect the store and its products right more so than say I'm sure he's getting some shit from up above about loss prevention. I guarantee it. Yeah. Like, yo, dude, we're losing a bunch of money down there. Mm -hmm. So I, but he also, I think personally likes doing it. Okay. He he comes from kind of a law enforcement ish background. Mm -hmm. He worked for uh, customs and border security for a while. Oh, wow. Um, So I'm not making a value judgment on him. No, no, no. It's just, he was all about it. Like he was loving the fact that these guys are going to be around. And I'm just like, just think about yeah. not, not only we don't have to get in the philosophical debate that you and I are getting into, yeah. although I did point that out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, but I was like, think about was these, shut up, nerd, think about these the two, yeah, right? <laughs> just kick me in the shin and walk away. Um, he's like, well, I'm going to just look at these two individuals on like a, like on a personal level. Yeah. They're wanting to work 16-hour oh, shifts. Yeah. Like, we get tired of having to deal with the constant barrage of homeless people coming in and, like, just blatantly just putting shit in their backpacks. And we have to wait until they get outside and we have to confront them and try to get it back. And then we get cussed at. And, like, it's... it's, it's do you do it, that? It is so tiring. You, so, no, not oh, really. I would I, love to see I, you I am like not that. a. I am not a... Oh, did I tell you about the time I did... Like, a couple weeks ago, I did chase one, like, all the way to PIR. Uh, is this a counterculture segment? This might be a okay. counterculture Let's segment. Do it. But uh, let me just. But he was all. He's all about it. He's all about it. About it. Like my manager was was going. <laughs> oh my! These guys God. and I'm like. Think you about chased this. him on foot. I chased the guy on foot. But I'll get to that. But let okay. me just let me finish this really point really quick. <laughs> okay. These guys are wanting to work 16 hour days. Are already working 10 hour days. We get tired of dealing with these people and get fed up. With, uh yeah. With just tweakers and just yeah. blatantly stealing crap, trying to like. We had a guy like faking being crippled in a in a wheelchair and was shoving stuff behind his back and getting pushed around by like he had like a blanket over him and like there, he was pretending to be crippled. <laughs> it was it dude. It's just shit like that we yeah. constantly have to deal with. And I'm like, think about that. Yeah, they're gung ho now, and maybe they're clear mind and they're 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 gonna make good decisions for the first bit point. But they made 62 stops. It means they dealt with 62 people in a confrontational manner in mm-hmm. one night mm-hmm. give this five months of them working six tens yeah they're gonna get tired yeah and they're gonna then their mental capacity is gonna slip yeah and, for then, sure. and then you've got who knows what their training is yeah. police officers go through massive amounts of mm-hmm. psychological training and how to deal with the stress of that job 
you're asking, we don't know what this level is for these people. Yes, they have a badge that says they went through some training. We don't, there's no public oversight of that right, training necessarily. Right. At least there's not like there would be on a public police officer. Yeah. Like we're, dude, something is going to happen. We should really take a, yes, it, it, it sounds great now, but really think about the potential ramifications mm-hmm. of this. And like, and there's like, well, Jake, you can call like the, we know you don't like going out, but so if you got someone when you're managing and you're by yourself, you can call him. I'm like, I'm not fucking calling these guys. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one that calls him and ends up having some sort of like shooting while I like yeah. in, in front of my store when I'm the one managing. I, I can't help some... but think of like crisis management and like uh, a communication plan, like the class mm-hmm. I'm taking. Like if if something happens in front of your store, being the communications place for your work. And now having to manage this crisis of somebody being shot as a result of them trying to steal from your store. Yeah. What a disaster. I mean, that's, that's. And it's already, we're a gun, we're a gun selling store. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh the optics my gosh. Would be, like, the optics yeah. would be on that. We're over, overzealous gun guys. And yeah. yeah. Who have nothing to do with the store really. Yeah. But they had guns mm-hmm. and you sell guns. And we called them. And that's the connection going to be drawn. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll, uh, okay. I'll get to my, <laughs> so now we can get to my counterculture my counterculture segment of me chasing the shoplifter. Okay. Hey kids, are you ready for counterculture? Well, here's your host, Jake. Sorry if I'm talking too much. Shut up. Right. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. What a dork, Kylie, dude. So I'm Kylie, gonna kick you Kylie in the says shins. sometimes like she's like I really she's my Kylie listens to every episode now yeah. and she's like I really like listening. But Jake, you go on long-winded rants sometimes. So no, I've, so no, I've, that's I've, a biased opinion. <laughs> well, probably because she has to listen to my. That's my what I'm long, saying. She she's, has to listen to my long-winded like, rants dude, in person. Have, so. Dude, you think Jen likes listening to me? There's no way. There's no <laughs> way. She's like, I like when Jake talks. It's like, shut up more. It's the same thing on this end. Okay. Yeah, All you're right. good. All right, fair enough. Okay, so <laughs> I'm. I was working in. I was working in hunting, and um, I had my other manager there was Carl. And I'm saying he's a bit older and uh, I'm standing super slow. And we, for, we put a whole bunch of like clothes out hunting and hike, like hiking boots <clears throat> and work boots up front, like on the other side of their cashiers between the cashier, like cashiers and the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing out there and I'm, because I'm tall enough where I can see all the way to the front doors. And I see this, we, like I said, we get home. We got like 50 homeless people that come through our store every day. But this this one comes, this younger kid comes in wearing complete black, has like a uh, red bandana like pulled up kind of up to his nose. It's looking oh, sketchy as shit. That is holding, sketchy. And he's holding a longboard. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm looking at him, looking at him. He's like looking at our, at our these closeout boots. And he's looking, he's looking like, must be certain. I'm guessing he's searching for his size. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, he just grabs it. Turn like grabs it off the shelf, turns around, walks right out the front door. Like like he's like just didn't run, just nonchalantly just walks out the front door. Like there is nothing, like there's nothing wrong. He's like basically thinking they're not going to fucking do anything to me because most places don't stop. Right. Kylie works at Home Depot and she said like people will just literally load up carts full of power tools and just roll the, the cart right out the front door. And there's nothing that home unless Home Depot has a loss prevention there. There's nothing they can do. How does that work over there at a Guitar Center? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Most pla- most places do not do not stop. That's insane. Most places don't like clothes. Wow. Clothes will literally like walk walk you walk watch people walk right out the front doors. We have loss prevention, and we even without loss prevention, we're told like our the owners of our co- of the company Fisherman's says like we we have insurance for a reason. Yeah. Get our shit back. Well, you, you yes. can't you can't detain 
but you can tackle him on the ground and get our shit back. Yeah. So I don't know what it was. I was really that was when a couple weeks. This was a couple weeks ago, and I made <laughs> I made that really tough de- tough decision in my life. Yeah. And I was really I was already kind of really emotional, and I was like, this fucker is not getting a, like if he had <laughs> if, it would been one. I think it was just because of the attitude of I'm not even going to try to run. Yeah. Like this is mine. You're not doing anything to me. <laughs> And I was like, if he had like ran, it would have showed that he like he knew he was doing something right, wrong, right? Because he was like trying to exactly. run. Exactly. It was it was the attitude of just picking him up and just strolling right out the right out the front doors. So I, from the back hunting counters, which is in the back of the store, I on a dead ass sprint go blowing through the like we have two sets of double doors <laughs> to get outside, and I go busting through both of them, and he's already on his longboard heading towards Walmart. So I'm chasing him and I'm keeping pace with him. Okay. He doesn't know I'm behind good, him. Good, good. I was gonna say stealth, dude. <laughs> Don't say anything. So I'm I'm keeping pace with him and he's on his longboard. He's on his longboard. And I'm like, okay, he's heading behind Walmart and going to go into the doc- Delta Park soccer fields. Gotcha. That's exactly what he did. So I'm running. I'm still keeping pace with him and I'm probably within 25 feet. Mm-hmm. And then he jumps the fence to go over into AMPM and then is heading down, um, uh, heading down towards PIR. Okay. And that's when my ma- my manager and he, or rolls up in his truck, and I I, and I I jump in I because I'm on the phone with him the entire time telling him where this guy's going. Yeah, the and guy didn't see you. No, he never saw me. Whoa! I got and I got pretty close to You're him. Fucking so I, silent, I, I dude. You're jumped, a ninja. Jumped into the, the passenger seat of the truck, and we and he gets but this point he's back on his longboard, so he's starting to gain distance on right, me, and right. he's really starting to haul. He may have heard me. Okay. Um, jump the fence. You and, jumped the fence. Uh huh. <laughs> My God! So I'm, I love this. So he's so he's he's really booking it now on his on his long on his longboard. Oh, you need and he's, a and he's got in, in this in the time he still has his he still has our boots our right. Irish like Irish Setter brand boots in his hand and he's booking it on his on his and we're catching up and like we're he dips into this like van that has like this whole homeless shelter thing set up mm-hmm, around it mm-hmm. and on interstate like the i5 south on ramp from yeah. Delta, uh, i5 south on ramp from delta park and the interstate off ramp right by pir right and he, they're set up right there in this grassy area and we pull up and he's standing there we're like we're like give us back and i roll down my window i'm like give us back our fucking boots and he was like you're not gonna do nothing to me and i, I got out of the truck and what then, and then he, and then who he, are you i don't know what happened to me this is the only time i've ever done this in my life holy so, shit and he, and, i'm 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 intimidated right now so <laughs> uh, and i get so me and my manager bail out of the truck he gets back on his skateboard and starts going back up the opposite way because we had to go up and then come down right so we it was one way coming down off that dude the exit. attitude just to scoff at you he just went <laughs> and he like he jumps on his longboard and starts taking up the wrong way yeah um, something happens after that I can't talk about. Okay. But I'll tell you off the air. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, and then we 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 just he we had to let him go at that yeah. point. Like he yeah. had, he already had like fifty yards on us, and we're not catching. I him can't on believe foot. you got out of the truck. You're a badass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! It's just like a switch went off. You're like this motherfucker. Yeah, I. I he just I, had an attitude that you were just not feeling. No. The, I I've gone out on a couple other I've gone out a couple hilarious. stops, but they go like I don't know we kind of we go kind of hard like there was this one where <laughs> I think, dude, dude our store shuts the people at my work get way too into like stopping these Crime. people yeah dude you guys they, just the whole dress fucking up as the whole freaking store stop shuts down because like we're getting ready to take down a guy right we have to wait till he leaves the store and, right everybody's so, silence so like we they position like 
uh, my manager tells me, one of my managers at the time, like tells me, he's like, all right, we're going to go outside. Like, um, you put your position behind this. Do you guys post. have like walkies or anything? No. Oh, just, we're just communicating oh, you should get, oh I, was, I was thinking you guys are communicating like sign language to each other from across the so, store. So I'm posted up behind this pillar and outside outside oh and waiting for like we have guys on both pillars so if whichever way he runs we he can't go straight because there's a building right there so right. he has to go right or left and so whichever way he runs we had a guy there to mm-hmm. like get in front of him well this dude comes out and then our lp who was uh, his name was david he's like this really short just like mm-hmm. bodybuilder mm-hmm. dude fucking like dude was yoked and um my manager come busting out after him and he runs right at me, dude. And I step out and I got a beeline on him. He doesn't see me. I was about to blindside him. And I dude, I couldn't. I pulled up because I would have if I had hit him completely blindside on that cement, yeah. I would have fucked him up. <laughs> I didn't want and I I'm like, I I'm not going the guy took like I took like a five dollar item. I'm not going to seriously injure this yeah. dude. So I just grabbed him uh-huh. by his shoulders and then from behind? And that ended up no from the side. Like I was came up to the side and uh-huh. I grabbed him on one shoulder and yeah. I spun him and I grabbed him on the other shoulder. Uh-huh. And I think that actually made it worse because the LP dude fucking submarine tackles him just <laughs> full. <laughs> I have him held up and he just goes low on him uh-huh. and just f- tackles him. It turns out he took a knife, so oh, it was probably a good thing that they yeah. they went after him like hard like that, mm-hmm. but. Oh my god, dude! They took that Whoa, dude down hard, dude. How can you even like complain about this job? It's like an you're like a vigilante, dude. <laughs> no, I don't want. You're to, a hero. I don't want to be. I you're stopped, a hero, Jake. I, I stopped, Thank you for your service. No. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I, I, I love stopped, it. I stopped going. I stopped going. I stopped going out. I haven't yeah. been on. I haven't been out on one yeah. other than that one where I chased that dude in a long time. <laughs> That's I just, amazing. I just, get t- I just. I don't know. I get. I. I don't like. I get uncomfortable with private entities having that kind of authority. Yeah, like yeah. we just, we can detain, we can, we can tackle. Like I don't know. I just feel like. I, I don't know. I just I feel like we shouldn't have that kind of. But authority see, that's and I don't that's like you. It. You are being regulated by you know your own morals, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why that pissed you off is because you have this sense of like I don't I don't I have the ability to do something. But I don't. I'm not going to unless I need to, right? Mm-hmm. This guy came in and said, "I have the ability to steal something, and fuck you, I'm going to do it." And you were like, "Wait a minute, this dude just comes in with zero regulation. The regulation that you have, the mind you have enough to hold back and not do something. Mm-hmm. This guy came in without that, and that pissed you off. You're like, you're just going to come in and take it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're. I think that's. And that that probably pisses you off because you have the sense to like not do something about it when I'm sure there's so many opportunities for you to just be like those other guys, just mm-hmm. overzealous and be like be confrontational first. Yeah. But you have the regulation to go. No, I'm just gonna wait or not do something or whatever. You're gonna have that self regulation where the these people who are stealing don't even give a shit and they just come in and basically flip you off and take what they want. Yeah. And that was just. The breaking point. So I've I've seen the I've, the guy I chased. I've the van left shortly after that. Yeah. And then I didn't see him a while for a while. And then a couple of days ago, I saw them. They're back. The van's back parked to where it was. Mm-hmm. And I saw the kid wearing our boots <gasps> on his longboard uh-huh. in all black with his red bandana. And I'm like, that's him. Like, wow. but at that point, there's nothing I can I mean. It's weeks later. Right. Really wow. it, but um, yeah, there was one time like there was there's another time like I wasn't in on this one, but the whole st- literally every male in the store goes after these people because they and they were ripping him out of his car. Like he, he had a driver, a woman driver, 
oh, um, someone, another woman that was stealing from inside the store, and he went out to try to get in the car, mm-hmm. and he's in the back of like this old like beat up Camaro mm-hmm. where like the the front seats have to fold to get into the back, and right. he's in the back like just like spread eagle like trying not, to, trying get not out. to get pulled out and dude we have like three dudes and like she's like trying to gas it and there's oh like my there's God. like oh we have guys standing in front of the car i'm like dude this is way too much meanwhile there's nobody in the store and there's customers we didn't have a cashier up front we didn't have a manager in the store this is before i was a manager and i'm right. standing there like Dude, we have a fucking store to run. Yeah, we're trying to keep a guy from from stealing ten bucks, but we may have just lost hundreds of dollars right. because there's nobody to help right. anybody in the store. Yeah, you have to think about the risks. So that's too. that's my problem. It's like yeah. we our store our, our this is just an individually to our store is that we get because of the authority that's given to mm-hmm. us to kind of regulate this. Mm-hmm. We take it too. We almost take it too far right, in the sense right. like, what is the cost benefit of um, exactly? Of stop, we we shut we essentially shut down the store and stop helping customers because we're, we're we think this guy might be might be stealing bucks. might be might be stealing something right. I don't know. I just plus, dude, someone can get hurt. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother thing. Is like somebody you're trying to stop somebody and they have a weapon or they have a, a means to hurt you guys. Yeah, and it's un- I mean it's unfortunate, but I mean. Most of these people are homeless, and like even like mm-hmm. what are they like? They're not going to. They don't have the means to to sue us, even right. if we did wrongfully right. hurt them or whatever. Yeah. But um, even if you wrongfully hurt them, I guarantee you, there's this mentality of like, even if I get hurt, I still just stole something mm-hmm. from them. You know what I yeah. mean? So there's that. There's not that connection of mm-hmm. I have the ability to sue them if they hurt me. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I I don't mean to laugh. It's I, I'm laughing because the situation is so just gotten to the point where it's, it's ridiculous it's re- it is ridiculous <laughs> we there was a guy that stole boots from us uh-huh. but when he left his bike parked out front uh-huh. and then he tried running out with his backpack and our lp grabbed his backpack and the dude like slithered out his backpack and bolted uh-huh. and so he left his backpack and his bike he, he walked out of one of his shoes <gasps> and he left his bike uh-huh. so we so my manager like my manager and the lp take everything and we basically like are keeping it did you put it under a box with a stick and a rope <laughs> And then his buddy, like this homeless dude's buddy comes in and says, uh-huh. like, you guys are stealing us. You have to give all of that back. We're like, we're not giving it back until he brings our boots back. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the cops show up mm-hmm. with our <gasps> with our boots. Uh-huh. And they're like, you have to release his bike and his shoe and his backpack. As long as you got your boots back. Yeah, we, got our, we got our boots back. But yeah, I don't know. That's insane. You literally work in the wild this west. Is, this, is a daily, this is a daily basis wow. for us. You better be careful, dude. I'm not, that's why I don't go out. We're trying to be Batman. I'm sorry I was trying to be Batman. I mean, I appreciate it. It's amazing. Give us our fucking boots. <laughs> that I real quick, I'm going to end on this. Uh Oh yeah, it is 11, isn't it? Yeah, one of the one of the uh guys at work, he's a manager who listens sometimes listens to mm-hmm. the show. Um and I text you sometimes questions about like second amendment stuff that he he's he or gun laws that he's curious about. He comes in to my office and he's like, "Dude, have you ever seen Meat Eater? And I was like, no. And he's like, it's a show with, uh, what's his name? Steve Rinella. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard that name before. And I was like, where have I heard that name? He's like, he's friends with Joe Rogan. I was like, oh, okay, that's where I've heard of it. And he's like, he's this badass hunter. Like, he's just doing all this. Like, And he just has, like, t- different hunting styles. And he'll kind of go through and, like, how to 
just do every part of hunting. Mm-hmm. He'll go. He'll have episodes kind of explaining and giving instruction on different things. Um, it's on like some hunting network or whatever. And I was like, that's cool, dude. And then I show him the hunting pictures of you. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I go, that's your boy right there. And he's like, is that Jake? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, what a badass. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, that's not how I pictured him. He's a look at him, dude. He's a badass. So now we know it. It's for sure. Okay. <laughs> You're a badass. <laughs> Bye. Bye.